Moving into the barriers, Moods, Mytho, Rog and the Rain Man. Set and underway for Moody on the Mic. Welcome back to Moody on the Mic with the man himself, Peter Moody. I'm Roger Aldridge, not Peter Moody. Joining me is Anthony Mithen and the resident Rain Man Tom Hackett, both who were here last week, but the man himself who uh, who the podcast is named after uh, was not. Um, and we had a delightful 45 minutes, Moody. So, um... I don't know whether I should say welcome back or not, but um, you're here. So you didn't make it, Catherine, on the mic, eh? Yeah. I hear, hear say that Mytho was pushing strongly for Mytho on the mic, but it's great to see you survived one week without me, team. Uh, one week. We've been without everyone except you and I, Rog, with Rain Man. He's a little bit of a special child. He's the first one ever to have children. Mytho, well, he's just a juvenile delinquent going on 55. But you and I have been the mainstays, Rog, but uh, you had to survive without me. That was well done, team. I'm proud of you. I'm like a big, proud grandfather. You got through the week without me. Yeah, I'm the only person now that has done 100% of the Moody on the Mic episodes. But I did receive some legal papers during the week um, from Mytho's lawyers um, asking why Mythen on the Mic was not um, used as the name and why we didn't go in favour of Catherine Coleman and Coleman on the Mic. So, um, Mytho, I'll, I'll get my lawyers to talk to your lawyers. Well, it is written into my um, my contract with Ladbrokes that uh, in the unusual event that uh, PG Moody does not appear on Moody on the Mic, the show shall be rebranded uh, Mytho on the Mic. And as such, um, you're in breach of contract and my lawyers will talk to your lawyers. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't think we need to engage. I don't think we need to engage the lawyers, to be honest. I mean, I'll just get Moods to leave a voicemail um, for your lawyers. <laughs> And um, and I would imagine they'll just go running scared from there. I wondered who was going to be first to bring it up. Uh, children, children, children. Peter, <laughs> Peter, what were you thinking? Putting it out there on public record. I'm jockey bait of all bait. In fact, it was actually only a B-grade bait, to be fair. He like, does it on the podcast bait. every week. I don't know what people I mean, are worried about. What it made the, It made the Channel 9 news. That, that Moods has had a bit of a spray and got a bit grumpy about a ride and a race. Like, what has the world come to? This clickbait mentality that we're in, I mean, gee whiz. I've got I've caught worse from Peter on, on this show. We know. On a weekly we basis. It was, it, it was piss funny, though. Well, yeah, listen, it, it was. But it's disappointing when you do things. Like, we do this show expecting and hoping people will listen to us. I do those reports hoping 10 owners will listen to it, but not then put it out in a public platform. That's that's. I thought that was pretty ordinary form, but hey, when you do those things... So you've things, sacked I the suppose, owners? You've sacked the owners now? Um, well, listen, I had a discussion with the managing owner and decided that we didn't have, uh, you know, there was, a lo- there was a loss of lack of trust and <laughs> suggested that the horse would be best, best placed elsewhere. Yes. <laughs> I did see on uh, Racing Australia, the horse has been transferred to the Melbourne Cup winning stable of Kieran Maher and David Eustace. I, I, you know what I love, Rog? I love that even when apologising for a spray, he's giving someone else a spray. <laughs> 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 you just can't help yourself, Peter, can you? You cannot help yourself. Well, listen, you've got, you got to move on. I saw the tweet and thought, I am all here for the replies to this. I want to see who's on Pete's side, who's not. Me and Rayman were at a wedding on Saturday night, and Rayman, one of the first things he says to me, I haven't seen him for bloody 18 months in person, he goes, 
Mate, I've got to play you this voicemail. <laughs> it is all time. Yeah. I, got it, I got it nice and early in the day, and I was just hoping that it wouldn't get out into the public domain proper until <laughs> the podcast this week. But let alone, know, I wake up on Sunday afternoon, there's Moody's face everywhere again, as it seems to be most weekends now, causing trouble. Uh, but, you know, he's the, the clicks that... Peter Moody generates. Obviously, we take advantage of it at Ladbroke with, with this very podcast. But <laughs> this is the basis of this show. Yeah, that, that's the reason. The reason why we have an agreement with Moods, basically. But the clicks that uh, Moods must drive to punters.com.au, RaceNet, it's all Moody all the time, and they can't get enough of it. The the general public, they just want more Moody. So I think we maybe this could be the start of something where every week. We have to get Moody's best, Moody's best bake of the week. Because even Jamie Carr was talking about it on the Channel 7 coverage. This is before everything with Blake blew up. She was talking about the best spray she ever caught from a trainer. And she said it came from Moods. He rang her up. He said, Jamie, that was the worst I've ever seen you ride a horse. I'll see you tomorrow. And she said he wasn't angry. He was just disappointed. And Jamie remembers that to this day. So, uh I well, think that's because it was last week. week. It's only a few weeks ago. It was kind of, kind of lightning, but <laughs> she's still she's still lingering over it, Jamie. Ah, uh, well. Listen, we move on. That's the one thing about you. No, we don't. Afraid. No, no. You we'll, do. We'll, you do. We'll move on when we're ready, Peter. No, we, he means up. move on from the straight. We don't, we're not moving on yet. We're going to milk this for all its Oh, yeah. I want to know yeah. what – so you've spoken to Blake, obviously. Come on. Tell, tell yes. us. How'd yeah. that go once he heard the yeah, message? Because no, – He's, he's an affable young man. He's a good bloke. And, and they all know I, I have my say. And we move on. We get on because we've all got a job to do. So get it off he, your chest. He's written work for you this week? Uh, no, he hasn't. He hasn't. He oh. was down at Shitter's Ditch somewhere on Tuesday. He would normally, yeah. And he will be going forward. Yeah, I'd say he will, yeah, for sure. I don't know. Oh, he hasn't oh. come back yet. No, 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 no. Actually, uh, he was going to ride one of my horses on Saturday, but uh, we didn't accept with it, actually. But uh, um, no, listen, he's uh, he's had good success for the team. He took the spray on board. Uh, the disappointing thing in those things when it goes, and on a serious note, when it goes out in the public arena, is it creates hurt, not so much for us as the combatants, but the people around you, whether it's family or children or mums or dads or whatever they think oh you know and that's the disappointment of those sort of things going out in the public area so anyhow i had a chat to blake uh we shook hands over the phone basically we haven't seen one another face to face because i've been in new zealand uh, looking at horses and uh, and we've moved on and uh, yep happy days happy days i know you three will want to milk it in every no no i've got one more show. question i've got one more question peter so right so when yep. you send a voicemail to an owner, regardless of what it is, mm. you prefer the owners don't send those voicemails on. The owner owner reports of a Saturday morning. Um, well, I send them to them. I suppose they're their property. I don't know. I suppose I don't know what the legalities of it are. Do you, do you need to put a disclaimer? Like I receive a lot of information that comes through to me, saying this is dot 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 on the bottom. And and I think it's illegal to move it on. Maybe I need to put that on the bottom of your voicemails. I don't know. I was just wondering because you might have to have a word to Mitho and just explain that um you know those other reports don't don't forward them on to Roger on a Saturday morning. Okay, don't do that, Anthony. 
Oh, yeah. Well, no, but that's just information based. That's not having a laugh at someone else's expense. And I might put the full stop on this because um, I did, Peter, unbeknownst to you, I have approached Blake to join us on today's show <laughs> just to have a little chin wag and thrash it out. And I wasn't entirely sure, couldn't get him on the phone, so I texted him and I wasn't entirely sure that how well that would be received. But I've just okay. got the reply as we speak right now. I've just got the reply. And this is the type of Blake, Blake McDougall is. I'm at ballet lessons for the next hour, mate. Maybe the next show. Perfect. There you go. So he's on next you... week, Blake. And he's and he, it sounds like, like you, you're right for track work next Tuesday morning, Moods, too. And he's working on his ballads at his ballet club. <laughs> yeah. there, there you go. There you go. Well, he's off with his family, more importantly. And, and good on him for not stepping outside the ballet class and talking to a gig like Mitho on this show. He's spending time. I would presume with his daughter, but that would be the wrong thing to suggest. It could be his son, I don't know, uh, at ballet classes. And so that means next week we'll have Jamie Carr and Blake McDougall, but I've got a feeling Moods is in Japan. Uh, yeah, I'm getting close to a little trip to Japan. I, don't, I think I'm here next week, aren't I? And maybe the week later I'm away. So you'll have to have your second Moody on the mic without me because, no, you won't be getting me on the phone from Japan, I wouldn't think. Maybe next week will be the season finale. Maybe we just do it out. We go out in style with moods. We get Jamie on. We get Blake on. We have a nice little uh, round table and sing Kumbaya. Maybe we should get Terry Bailey on as well and see if we can sort that whole thing out. If we're really going full ball with uh, a bit of smoke and peace pipes. Rain, man. Climb back into your closet up there. (laughs) Bloody hell. Now, listen, life goes on. Life goes on. Say your piece and get on with life. Did you get fined, Moots? Did you get fined? Do we need to hand hand the hat around, the Ladbrokes, the the, the famous Ladbrokes hat, and and get you out of a little fine here? Well, I've had an interview with uh, Mr. Robert Cram, the Chief Steward, and I would imagine (laughs) he'll be catching up with me a bit later in the week. (laughs) Should we we send a shout-out to Mr. Robert Cram? Because I happen to know he's a listener of this show. (laughs) <laughs> I'm pretty sure he only listened so he knows what he could find you for. Because yeah, it pays yeah. for the Macy Victoria Stewards Christmas party. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I've paid for that a few times over, don't worry. So, uh, no, nah, listen, um, yeah, listen, we move on. We move on, boys. Send me peace. Move on. The horse has moved on. The owners have moved on. The jockey's moved on. He's gone to ballet classes. Uh, maybe he should take Mitho with him. Everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. Everyone's a winner. And we need to get on with finding people winners this weekend. Here we have a mate dedication from Cam to Eddie. Over to you, Cam. Thanks, champ. This is my best mate, Eddie. He backed her off in our pot and it got up for the lads. Great stuff. And don't forget to lab it together this spring carnival with Mates Mo. Thank you. Season C's apply and available on website. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. As we know, Moody on the Mic is the home of pop-up love. And there's no greater <laughs> pop-up than when Anthony Mitten's got a runner and he's got a runner in the gong. And it's one of our favourites here on Moody on the Mic. No, it's not way to go, Paula, being tipped for the 18,000th time. It's the gong, the time on a gong, Ray, man. What is the market? Because I, I had a squeeze earlier and promised the success was a massive outsider. 
Well, I think the pundits have identified that Promise of Success is a pop-up uh, pop race specialist. Uh, bolted in, very impressive <laughs> in the invitation. Ran in a real race on Melbourne Cup Day. Didn't like it. Back to a pop-up race now. She's been $18 into $14, the early Ooh, market mover with Labrokes. Old Flames, the favourite. It's $6. It was a winner on Derby Day. Brutality's there at $8. Rustic Steel, $8.50. Hoping Your Heart, $8.50. Riadini, $9.50. A bit like the Hunter last week. And this race is even more open than the Hunter. It's a very, very open affair. A very competitive race. You can make a case for uh, quite a few uh, quite a few horses here. And I'm surprised to be to be saying it, but I'm backing a horse that has little dance form. Steely, who ran a really good third <laughs> in the little dance uh, in Sydney on Melbourne Cup Day before that, uh, has been racing well without winning this preparation. But it's a horse that's got a really good record at Kembla Grange. Three wins from six starts at the crack at the track, and it's a horse that can... <laughs> lucky it didn't fall in the crack. <laughs> and it's a horse that can spike a, a high rating on its day. So on a really open affair, I'm backing Steely and Steely to come out a little little dance here. Twenty dollars to win, six dollars a place each way all day, as Peter Moody would say. Well, it's third emergency in the race, Steely. So you must have some inside mail and on the belief that it's going to get a run. I, do, I, I am confident we'll get a start. There are a few horses above it in the uh, order of entry that are dual acceptances. So I'm hopeful, I'm hoping that Steely does get in. All right, we've hit ballet, we've hit little dance. It's a real different theme that we've got going on this edition of Moody of the Mind. Not our usual areas. You know what, I, it is an open race, Ray Mamet. And to be honest, um, I found it hard to go past Old Flame, who hasn't really put a foot wrong in his reasonably short career. Got a shit draw, um, hasn't won yet at the mile, but there's no horse in this race that you can't make a good enough case against that you could make four. So with that, looking at it, I just think, well, he's the best horse in the race. He's going to need luck. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm not overly keen to bet here. For the sake of a tip, then I'm going to go with what I believe is the best horse in the, horse in the field. Uh, and that's Old Flame ahead of Rustic Steel. Yeah, I, um, I just can't work out the price of Promise of Success. Um, I, I really thought that she would come up sort of four dollar favourite, uh, and maybe I maybe I'm kidding myself, but um, she's she she won that invitation really handsomely. Um, she went to uh, Melbourne Cup Day and was up the inside, which was poison, and and could not get off the rail as much as Karen tried to get off the rail. He just he just couldn't find a path, and and they kept him down there. And she was she was never comfortable, and and couldn't lengthen. And it was quicksand down there. And um, she yeah, she's got a little bit of weight, but she's also the highest rated runner by several points in this race. So the fourteen dollars seems luxurious sort of odds. I would have thought from the Ladbrokes team. So um, the worry was the draw with the weight. We we ended up drawing two. Um, I thought the the pre race the, the Pre-post betting had her about fifteen dollars. I thought once she was into two, and and that eliminated that um, that problem. Um, she'd be sort of into half those odds, but she actually drifted out and is now back into fourteen dollars. So I can't give you any stronger push for her than that. I think she'll she'll go there and get the good smother, the Kieran McAvoy peach of a ride, and she'll win. And that race on Melbourne Cup Day as well, Mitho, was run at an absolute farcical tempo as well. Promise of success. You, you can legitimately put the pen through that run. And if you do that, you're coming off a last start winning the invitation. You should be around the $6 fighting for favoritism, Mark. So I definitely agree. Promise of success well and truly over the odds. 
Yeah, well, I can't disagree with you there, Mitho. I think you're an excellent chance in the race. But I've got the Victorian visitor, Just Folk, uh, scratched down here last week to be reserved for this race. Unfortunately, he's come up with the car park. But I reckon he'll go forward and put himself in a prominent position. Uh, Jared Fry, he's riding on a wave at the moment. Um, and the Victorians have got a bit of pop-up form lately. They've won the Everest, they've won the Eagle, and now we're looking for the, the gong. So uh, I'm thinking and the invitation. Julius and the, well, it's Victorian-owned, Randwick trained. It was a 50-50, that one. Oh, so it's just trainers that make it Victorian, is it? Oh, sorry. Sorry for... No, I, bills, I said... I, didn't I say 50-50? I said it's a bit shared. You've got it domiciled in New South Wales, haven't you, Anthony? Well, who, who owns Old Show Inn? It's not owned uh, by Victorian. Kiwis. It was not yeah, a Victorian well, 50-50, right, huh? Right, well, build a bridge and move on, Place mate. Some respect. Build a bridge and move on. I wonder if everyone wants to so, find you. <laughs> oh, fair deacon. Right, so I'm thinking just folk will beat Steely because Steely probably won't even get a run on the race because not too many people scratch out a million dollar races without an issue. And uh, I'm nearly hoping it beats promise of success by a short half head now. <laughs> I just go and get folk. Exactly. Just folk might want a, a, a bit of rain on the horizon. She's going to be a dry one up there, I think, um, unfortunately, because uh, it'd be good news for Josh, Julius and co. Let's move down to somewhere where we might get a bit of rain because they don't mind a bit of rain in the rat. Uh, and the Ballarat Cup, Rayman, uh, is another reasonably open affair. Yeah, a tissue is the early favourite, Roger Horse, that is no, accepted in Sorry. the gong. Uh, it comes off the Matriarch Stakes, $6. Come on, a tissue. $6.40. Banker's Choice, second line of betting at $4.60. Longvilliers for Chris Waller, $6. And you've got double-figure odds the rest here. Uh, the market could change if a tissue does go to the Kemble Grange for the gong. But I'm pretty keen here on Banker's Choice here at $4.60. Hasn't won for a while, but it's formed this preparation is terrific. Was second behind my Oberon in the Crystal Mile, who then went into the, the Champions Mile right there, very hard in the market. And last start in the champion stakes at a, a big price. Uh, it's run a really good sixth uh, and was a bit unlucky not to finish probably at least fifth, but probably unlucky not to finish top four bankers' choice. It took, took a long time to get out. When it did get a run, it finished just as strongly uh, alongside Tom Melbourne, who we know has got a fair turn of foot. And uh, like Tom Melbourne would uh, – not Tom Melbourne. I'm thunderstruck. I'm thunderstruck. Jesus Christ. I was thinking, hang on, have I gone back in time here? <laughs> Sorry, apologies to I'm Thunderstruck. That's that's almost defamatory to uh, mix him up with uh, poor and old Tom. Tom Melbourne Hunt. wouldn't finish fifth, mate. He'd finish second. Yeah, exactly right. But uh, I'm Thunder. He finished alongside I'm Thunderstruck. Banker's choice drawn barrier one should have every possible chance in the run here. I think if this is its chance to, to win a big race. And Michael Moroni, the stable is absolutely flying, and I think he can win another big one in the Ballarat Cup on Saturday. Yeah, I've lined up the exact same way, Rayman. I think the you know as good as that win in the matriarch was for its issue. The champion stakes form is going to be the form. Um, and also, it drops two kilos, uh, whereas a tissue rolls around with 57 on as uh, it did with that win at Flemington. So, Banker's Choice will be banking the cash in Ballarat on Saturday night. Banker's Choice. Well, I'm going to tip one at uh, reasonable odds here each way. I, I, I didn't mind the run of Cerulio Miss um, in that uh, Matriarch Stakes. Um, it, it did all the did all the lug work out in front. Um, you know, came around the bend. You'd think it had every reason to to puncture and and fade out of it, but um, 
you know, held on and kept on giving and, and with a perhaps a, um, an easier run. Uh, see, it's, uh, it's had a go at Ballarat once before, ran second, so it knows the track. Um, and, and she's a pretty good mare. She's a Group 3 winning mare, and um, Simon Wilde wouldn't be pressing on um, if the right thing was to go to the paddock. Back, back to 54 kilos. Um, I, I, I like this, uh, this filly or mare a bit, and I reckon you can back her each way at about 15 bucks, Rayman, I reckon. Yeah, fifteen dollars to win four forty the place at the moment. Yeah, it's really I miss each way for me in the Ballarat Cup. Uh, I'm with uh, Tissue is at the favourite, Rainman. Sorry, I missed what you said there earlier. Yeah, Tissue is the favourite yeah. at four dollars forty. Yeah, well, I think that's pretty good shopping. He's he's just shy of each way odds. Uh, drawn to get a good run, D Oliver. Um, I think it wins if it takes its place there. Pineapple for the multiples team for me. Okay, the pineapple might be coming out over in Perth. Uh, I've got a feeling because oh. we are we are not experts on WA racing, but um, Rayman certainly has a look at the form in depth everywhere. Uh, Rayman, give us a look at the market for the Group One Railway over there in the west. Yeah, speak for yourself, Rog. I'm an expert in all racing. Alaskan God is the <laughs> favourite here. It's four dollars too. Four dollars twenty. Tricks of the trade five dollars. Early support for Carly's Karma, $8 into $6.50. There are horses from the eastern states racing in the Perth Summer Carnival this year, thankfully. So we can avoid another fine for Peter Moody. Ironclad is $10. Treasured star William Pike looking to make history in the railway stakes is $10. Not often you get double figures for a William Pike-ridden horse in the railway stakes. But as you said, Roger, it is an extremely open race. You can make a, a case for a lot of horses here. And the horse I've, I've landed on has drawn poorly, uh, but I think it can run a big race each way here. And that's number 11, last of the line. Uh, $17 to win, $5 to place. Hasn't had much luck in any of its race starts this preparation, but drops in rate, weight quite substantially. It was fourth in the RJ Peters last start, dropped six kilos from that where it didn't have much luck. Uh, had no luck in running the Asian Bow Stakes before that as well. But in the uh, earlier this year, it was, it was racing really well. So if it can recapture its best form, get some luck in running from that wide barrier draw, it can be right in the race there. But it's an incredibly open affair. And you can another race where you can make a case for a, half a dozen, of, if not more. Yeah, I'm not going to pretend to know a huge amount about the Perth racing. But then again, if you're sitting here and waiting for me, for my tips to follow me, and you're an idiot. Um, Alaskan God made a terrific start in his career. While his last start first up run of 1,400, and you see a six there, geez, he wasn't too far off. And, and I'm, I'm guessing that was a pipe opener, and this was the, the mission second up. He uh, was WA Derby winner, so this campaign, it does look like he's setting his sights a bit lower than those Derby-style trips. Carly's Karma, Carly's Karma second beating a lip in that least steer looks the obvious danger to mine, and uh, interesting to note there's been some early money for it. So I might have a little bit on both and hopefully get a win. So Alaskan God from Carly's Karma for mine. Well, like Ironclad, I reckon Will Clarkin knows what he's doing here. Um, the quick pack up from and Cup last Saturday, uh, flight over and the rest. If this horse has handled the trip and and um, done it um, done it on the bit. Um, I reckon dropping to 53 kilos is the key to this horse. Uh, on the conditions of the race, um, I can't recall this horse uh, racing with that sort of weight on its back um, in its career here in Australia. So um, I reckon it won't know itself um, as long as it, it handles that, uh, that travel and the, um, 
uh, and the quick backup. So uh, ironclad, I'm backing on Will Clark and knowing what he's doing here. Um, and he's a very gifted horse. He's a very good looking horse too. And he's related to a horse that Moods has a bit of an opinion of, Gates, a Frankel Colt that uh, oh. he bought out of the Rosemont draft um, earlier this year and put in the Wiley Dalziel colours. So um, uh, I'll be barracking for Ironclad at um, uh, better than each way odds, isn't he, Rayman? Yeah, Ironclad, you're getting $11 at the moment, Mitho. Yeah, that'll do. Uh, very hard when you when you don't follow these horses quite often. Uh, the top one, Restore Man, uh, unproven at the trip, drawn to get a soft run, B Rewilla. Uh, he, he's probably the most consistent horse there. Got good respect for Dan Morton's horse, Alaskan God. Um, Parnham rode the stop, top one last start, Restore Man. Do we read anything into that? Uh, Alaskan God built up a hell of a record um, sort of last preparation. So I think it's between the one and seven for me uh, without a lot of confidence, I've got to be honest. Ah, spring racing is in the air. So why not multiply the excitement with a Labrack Same Race Multi? To build a Same Race Multi, head to your chosen race, find the Same Race Multi tab and pick two to four runners to finish anywhere inside the top four. Combine multiple runners from the same race to get even greater odds and get the best Same Race Multi coverage with more races than ever before. Spring racing is in the air. Ladbroke it! T's and C's apply. See website for details. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Rightio, best bets. Moody on the mic. Rayman, take the new ball. I'm going to Ascot Rodge, race seven, number 15, Amelia's Jewel. The Railway Stakes is a feature in Perth, but the most exciting horse on the card is Amelia's Jewel. Uh, she could be anything, uh, this filly. She's been set for uh, the Northerly Stakes, which is the old Kingston Town Stakes. So she's had two starts this preparation. She just got the job done first up, was beaten second up, but I think she's ready to... To fire now in uh, in the WA Guineas, following a similar path to a horse like Arcadia Queen, who she does have a very similar profile to. So, if she is anywhere near as good as what Simon Miller and basically anyone in, associated with Western Australian racing, she'll be winning the WA Guineas. You're getting better than even money at the moment. I think she's the, the best bet of the day. That's race seven, number fifteen, Amelia's Jewel. Did some of the gloss come off her last start, Rain Man? I thought she got beaten fair and square. She was just expected to bolt up at about a dollar fifty. Yeah, she did get better last start, but I think that it was all about, Simon Miller said this whole preparation that he hasn't had her at peak fitness. It was all about getting her to that group one later in the preparation over 1,800 metres. So I think that's why we, if she'd won that start, last start like we were expecting, she'd be $1.30 in this race. Instead, we're getting better than even money. And had she won a last start, would, would have she been in the railway stakes and not the guineas? Oh, I don't think so. Simon Miller was always pretty adamant that the guineas would be the path she'd follow, and they, they really oh. are. Sort of similar to what the, they've done with those the three year olds do have an outstanding record in the in the in that Kingston Town and Northerly Stakes. So just for following a, a fairly t- tried and tested uh, uh, path that a lot of the b- better fillies and mares in and colts in in Perth have done in recent years. Right. You ever had a horse named after your mood? I think it's getting moody was getting around. It was that named after just your general demeanour for a while there, or have you had any <laughs> other horses named after? Not sure, Rog. Not sure. Yeah. Because I'm going to go with uh, race race one at Kemble on Saturday, number six, Lady Carr, K-A-H. And funnily enough, she's undefeated three-year-old filly. She's two from two. She's won uh, two pretty comfortably at Goulburn. So she's heading 
to town and contest the highway on Saturday, which as we know, if um, highways are the highest rating races. But um, if she's got some ability, which it looks like she has got some, then um, I'm going to go Lady Car, Kembla, race one, number six. I could offer you a bit of value this weekend. Um, we we were not we were pretty happy to see the colours salute at uh, Sandown uh, earlier today, being uh, Wednesday afternoon with uh, Skinner oh, oh, getting the job done. What a, what a, we don't discuss Wednesday winners, do we? Uh, midweek. We're just leading into the fact that oh, you know the colours have saluted think... this week, and oh, obviously oh, your right colours on. go around and hit no, the post no. first too often this week, Peter. No, no, I undefeated uh, Anthony. Undefeated. Um, I think our last runner was didn't a winner, tra- actually, but uh, didn't undefeated. Settling one up this week, did you? No, no, no. So, no, we don't usually discuss it. We sort of talked out Wednesday winners. Uh, right, but we'll let you have your moment in the sun. I certainly didn't lead the show with it, to be fair. Mm. But nonetheless, no, no. back end of the show, thought it might have been worth mentioning yeah. the punters to follow it in the Twilight Glow on Saturday week, maybe, and uh, watch out for early odds for the Twilight Glow. But anyway, mm. if that's not what we're here to do, uh, no problem. No. So I'll, I'll take no. your advice on board, Peter. Um, yeah. Nonetheless, we're going to spin a couple round on Saturday at Ballarat, uh, pounding for the great Peter Moody. Uh, I'll be very yeah. interested in his comments because clearly... His thoughts are far more important than mine. So um, I'll leave him to tell us whether pounding or not, pounding will win or not. Um, and mm. one of the very big odds in the Magic Millions three and four year old classic over 1,100 metres, uh, the outsider Epic Centre. Now, Clayton Douglas has looked very hard and long at this race for a while and set this horse for this race. He's. His voicemail, which I'm not allowed to send to anyone because you get in all sorts of trouble earlier this morning, was very positive about Epic Centre running a good race. And I see on Ladbrokes he's $26 and the rank outsider for that race. It is a good race, but this horse has got speed to burn. If he harnesses it and executes properly, he can run a very, very big race at the 26 bucks. So Epic Centre in race seven at Ballarat and my best of the day comes up in the time on it. Gong promises success. Each way to win the million dollar classic, I'm calling it. Oh, well, my chances this weekend lie on Ballarat improving. We're a heavy eight as we make the show on Wednesday evening. We're hoping for some improvement. You would expect or hope that it'll get into the slow range without more uh, precipitation. So, wouldn't see it improving much beyond that with. Uh, what is it, 10 degrees here in Melbourne today? It's probably three degrees in Ballarat. I wouldn't imagine they've had a lot of drying weather. So probably a few of mine might be staying at home. One will be diamonds in the sky in race one. She'd have to be very doubtful. I won't run her first up on the wet. Uh, then we moved down to pounding, as Anthony uh, rightfully stated, in race five. He's probably the hope of the team on Saturday. Uh, I wasn't present at track work Tuesday morning, but my staff were very pleased with him. Apprentice Carleen Heffel brings him in well at the weights with a good draw, should get a nice midfieldish run, should prove uh, very competitive, I reckon, as he has all preparation. It's probably the best of mine uh, for the weekend. Um, bit of a head-scratcher in race six. Uh, we've got Glory Bound. We took her to Flemington, expecting her to be very hard to beat in a group two last start, and she failed miserably. She's back here. Uh, soft ground, 2,000 metres. I've got a few question marks there, but I need to see a bounce back. But once again, that team were very pleased with her work. So maybe don't let her get under your guard. Put her in a multiple, but hard to tip you in strongly. Then we move uh, beyond the Ballarat Cup. And with uh, a couple of interesting runners, uh, we have Do Your Punk, 
Now, he's one that does love the wet. If he does take his place, uh, what price there do you punk in at race nine, Rain Man, number 15? 440 is the early market move of Ludbrokes, 480 into $4.40. Up in grade, but does love a soft track. Uh, can run well uh, if we decide to run him. And probably my most interesting runner of the weekend is in the last race, race 10, horse number 12, Wright and Rose. Been waiting over a year to get this bloke back to the races. He hasn't had a significant injury, but he's had a heap of little injuries. And if the track gets back into the slow range, he'll probably take his place there. He's in great order and going extremely well, but probably the best of mine for the weekend. Pounding race five each way in the benchmark race. Hard racing team. If you find a winner this weekend, you're going to find plenty of value. Good luck, good punting, and let's hope we can see some fast horses run fast. Let's broke it.